Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. This is part two of our rewind on Eurovision 1962. So if you haven't heard part one yet, go back to last week. Give it a shout. Great. So um, next we have a song that will. Never mind. I was so unnecessarily ominous. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say uh, next is a song that will us will probably give more than two points to but then i was like what does that even mean <laughs> um so anyway we're, we're going on to song number nine coming from france is un premier amour by isabelle Aubray. Un premier amour, on le cherche toujours. Dans d'autres amours, toute sa vie, on court après. Il nous a troublé, fait rêver, fait trembler. Ce premier amour, premier amour, premier amour. Mais l'enfant qu'on est, l'enfant qu'on est resté, frémira toujours au souvenir de cet amour. <laughs> Talk about Lisa it. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. This is the song yeah. to learn French too, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is quintessential French, and not in a bad way. I feel like we've <laughs> really? said that about certain songs and their nationalities. I feel like this is like smoky French nightclub sexy sultry chanson almost film noir like really good the subject matter is much more like childhood naivete than that though because it's very distinctly singing about a first love which is like i don't know but 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 sonically yes i agree definitely the jazziest song so far and i think yeah of of the performance of the contest uh, big points for me there. Huge fan of jazz. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think in, 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 in a good a good way for me, at least, to think about this song when I was watching it was to compare it against Austria's and to kind of see how they take two different tracts to success. Um, success in Austria's being a relative term. But like... <laughs> But we're, I would say that those two songs are the least comparable songs that you could have picked out of the entire contest. <laughs> nice. Um, but just like how Austria's very much was like, song, what's that? Here, have some technical vocals. Whereas this song is very much like, all right, yeah, the vocals are, they're, they're, they're like smoky and scratchy and the, the, the vibe of the song is very much more in the feel of her vocals, but then it's also a way better song. Like the song itself mm. is good here, um, which is where that comparison came from. I thought this was pretty good. I understand. And not only do I understand, but I agree. Um, hey. Yeah, no, I really liked the song. I, um, yeah, it was very, it, uh, the pacing was very good. It, um, had good emotion it was very jazzy and low-key but also ended up having a lot of sort of highs and lows that weren't distracting and definitely didn't seem like they didn't belong in the song um 
Yeah, I have no complaints about this. Very climactic ending, very exciting, very French in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, it, it's just like all around solid good. I like this isn't my personal winner of the year, but I do think it could be a contender, maybe. No. I have I have very different feelings about this song. Oh, let us hear them. I really liked the uh, jazzy intro, like I mentioned before, the, that kind of uh, thematically carried through the rest of the song. Yeah. There was a moment, though, before she kind of shifted into her singing voice where it was she wasn't using all of her voice. She was mostly kind of not talking, but like it's the kind of singing that you do, you know, in the car or in the shower not <laughs> on a stage. And I don't know if that was kind of an attempt to be endearing, but in a, in a field of performers where song after song is just these, uh, you know, it's performed by these amazing vocalists. I think you have to be at the top of your game the whole time. Um, also lyrically, it is repetitive. Uh, <laughs> it is, like we mentioned, the song to learn French to because it is simple and uh, it repeats. And you will get a sense of how to pronounce words, if not what they mean. Um, I, I think, especially in, in, in this particular contest, that's... Not a huge problem because we already saw TPT and Katanka, Katinka, um, which also kind of rely on repetition a lot. Uh, but in this case, I, I feel like it was less repetition because there were there would be occasional phrases that were repeated over and over again. But it wasn't always the same phrase. It wasn't always you know TPT or Katinka uh, or yeah. it was. Like every now and then, she or whoever wrote the lyrics would choose one thing and then repeat that over and over and over again. Um, she had she had one section in in right in the middle that really shined. I think amazing uh, composition or orchestral performance, amazing writing, amazing vocals, but the rest of it was kind of underwhelming. Like her voice wasn't being used properly. And I, I think the biggest the biggest thing for me is just the bad writing. Okay. About her voice, though, I will say that I think that her vocal styling is very akin to what Chanson vocals were because they were very, it was very like breathy, small vocals. And, then, and that was kind of the point, which is, it's kind of up to the listener whether or not that's something that they enjoy. But I think that that is kind of, Authentic to that style of music. Yeah, that's definitely a good show. I don't, I don't know though, because you, you know, compare this to Edith Piaf. I, you know, she's not really a chanson. She's not. How would you describe well, her? <laughs> I guess she is, but like, yeah, no, she is. I'm sorry. Um, I think that I'm more thinking of like kind of like the like Gansborgian, like, like okay, like France Gall, like Jane Birkin, kind of like. Mm -hmm. more kind of like the in like the later 60s the kind of more like subversive like French pop music okay okay I, I think, think that this that. is yeah but I think that um I think it's definitely fair to say that this is 
perhaps with Piaf without the the soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, Which perhaps it, comparison like that's kind of unfair, but I could definitely see that comparison being made. Um, yes. I this was not my favorite song of the night. That being said, I, I focused on the negatives more than the positives because you, for the most part, touched on those quite well. I think this was a good song. It's not not my clear shot or even close shot to win, unlike Ellis, though. Okay, yeah. All right. So we're moving into the double digits now with song number 10. It comes from Norway, and it is Sul Kumrein by Inger Jakobsen. I really dig her voice. Yeah. Okay. She's a good Rosemary yeah. Clooney type beat. I said Etta James. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's got that kind of like deeper. The, 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 the great deep female vocals are kind of awesome and kind of not that common. So like when when you get them, it's like oh this is fun. Um, so I really enjoyed her voice on this one. I did too, but I think that, um, I don't know, I, I was a little bit let down by the song itself, even though I was really impressed with the vocal. I, I, I thought it was a little one note, which maybe isn't a bad thing, because I think that end of like jazzy, easy listening songs, that's kind of the way they should be. But at the same time, the context of this contest, the song sort of failed to stand out for me, even if her voice did. Yeah, that that is that is definitely true. Um, she's a better singer than this is a song. Um, no, Louis, stop. Sorry, cat on the desk. Cat on the desk, headbutting the keyboard. Um, oh my god. Uh, but but yeah, um, definitely better singer than song. But that said, I did really enjoy listening to it for that reason. Um, and like the song is good enough that it doesn't get in the way of me enjoying that. So it's like it's not gonna it's not a top tier song, but I it's it's a song that I enjoyed. I'd agree with that. I I love this song. Yeah. It was nice. very it was very cozy, it was very whimsical. There were uh particular moments where she would sing a thing, like sing a, a line, um and that would be accented by either a flute or a horn, uh, some horn instrument. Um, and I think that was really cool because it it kind of added some uh, emotion or, or some dynamic elements to the song. Um, I, I There was this one moment the, during the bridge where she slowed down a lot and the song kind of came to a halt. I don't think that was a very good decision. But then it picks up yeah. energy right after that, and it, you know drums start entering, and the scale of it opens up a lot more right after that bridge. So maybe maybe that bridge was like a necessary evil to kind of 
haha bridge the uh <laughs> bridge the tone prior and after because otherwise it would have been too much all at once um i like this song a lot her voice was amazing this is yeah. this is may if not for that bridge this song would have instantly been in my playlist i'll have to listen to it a couple more times to see whether or not i still want to add it though <laughs> yeah 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 gotta go through a much more intense review process i think i just think this one was kind of unique kind of interesting well actually yeah, I'd say so as well. this and the next yeah definitely <laughs> as far as where i would rank it if we want to move into that mm, high don't know where don't know where just because of how weird everything is <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not i i'm not i'm not sold on the fact that this will do well but that doesn't mean i didn't like it you know yeah 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 i do know um and as we kind of just alluded to our next song is song number 11 and it is le retour by jean philippe from switzerland On a vieilli, before we talk about it we are taking a trip to fun fact fjord Ooh. Yeah, uh, Jean-Philippe was the first ever artist to represent two different countries at the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, cool. Awesome. Represented France in 1959, and uh, this year, Switzerland. That's very, uh, that, that that's definitely a Switzerland sort of move. That is the biggest Switzerland move, yes. Yeah. Um, th- This is the closest that we get this year to someone truly hamming it up for the camera. Um. I think there's another. Maybe two. Well, no, one. Oh, well, yeah, actually, no, yeah. Um, But he's definitely doing that in this one, and I was enjoying it. Uh, Enjoying it more than enjoying the song. Um, But it was like, oh, there's there's little inkling beginnings of, of, of Eurovision, Eurovision. So that was fun. Uh, also, this is another dude that looks super young. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's good. It's fine. Would you be surprised to learn that he was 32 years old? I would be because I wrote down in my notes, this guy can't be more than 30. <laughs> he is more than 30. I hate to, I hate to break it to you. Damn. Um, the intro immediately screamed Bond to me. Um, yes. Very Bondian, if you will. The song uh, didn't, but the intro sure did. I said that yeah. too. The song did not. Um, but, uh, this song was also very unique in that there was a distinct, like, electric guitar pluck during the, kind of halfway through during the first or second chorus or something like that. Oh, I don't know if I caught that. It was very cool and very unexpected for the era. Um, his, his voice... I think the strength in this song definitely comes from the orchestration and comes from the that composition. Uh, his voice was okay, but it worked to 
kind of emphasized the tone and emotion of where the uh, orchestra was going to go next. Like he would sing a line like a half second before a half second before kind of the next piece of the orchestral composition and it would it would denote where or how that next uh portion would feel or would the effect that it would kind of have on the listener and i don't i i think if his, if his voice were stronger it could be the other way around where he's like leading the orchestra along um but in this case i i loved the composition for for this piece in particular the ending in particular as well uh very strong but again mostly from the orchestra side of things like his voice didn't have the energy and the bravado that the string sections say we're carrying Mm -hmm. but all in all i love this song yeah i don't know if i liked it as much as as you both did but i i did I did like it still. Um, yeah, I definitely said that he sort of reminds me of James Bond and the sound of the song also. <laughs> Perhaps not a Bond theme, but it kind of just reminds me of a type of movie from the 60s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the voice was nice and that he had a strong finish, but I will agree that um, it was lacking something for me, which I... is kind of like an intangible thing that like, is a nitpick. And I think it's just because there are a lot of exceptionally strong singers this year and that maybe he didn't fully deliver, but like he was still great. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I am with you on that one. I think uh, like beyond the, um, beyond the, like sort of his stage presence and some of the musical stuff, I don't think there was that much standout here. Yeah. Um, in that same vein, I said that, this was this made enough choices and it was interesting enough to be engaging, but perhaps it was just engaging enough in the sense that it took away some of the more interesting elements like pacing or the electric guitar. I think that this would be pretty forgettable for me. And also, I think it benefits from going before a certain song that will come up later because the risk of being a bit too harsh, it's ultimately just a worse version of that song in almost every conceivable way. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think I agree. Yeah, which is unfortunate, because I think that this is a really good song and a good performance, objectively, but in this context, it it does suffer. But, um, but yeah, um, enough about what I think. What do you guys think that this one will place? God, this is a really hard year. I This is just, like, generally a very hard year for placings for me. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you though, like it, it's a hard year because there aren't that many placings that they can get because there are so few points on the table. There's so few points and there's so few songs and there's so like for me, who is not the, is like, again, I don't listen to this era of music that much. It's hard for me to necessarily pry them apart from each other, I guess. So there's for a lot of these that aren't like particularly good or particularly bad, it's very hard for me to actually determine an order. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with Ellis there too. I it's gotta be somewhere in the middle, I think. Uh definitely, or at least I hope it's not a zero pointer. Um but at the same time there's no way this is gonna get this is no uh no way this is gonna win. Yeah, no definitely. That's the second so, time you've said that this 
recording. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, I almost just said it again in response to that. <laughs> it's funny. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Just like to point it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, All right, no. so we are reaching the end of this evening of entertainment, and our fifth to last song was, in fact, Yugoslavia's. And it was Epali Svetla U Sumrak by Lola Navakovic. I think that this was this was very similar to Norway, I thought, but this song made more interesting choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think that. Um, I mean, I don't really. I don't have to compare them. They can exist as good things on their own. Yeah, I thought that um, there were a lot of good instrumental things going on. There was a fun bongo at the beginning. Very yeah, Netherlands. Very fun. I loved yeah. it. And yeah, I thought that um, there was a good like there. Were, <clears throat> excuse me. There were a couple of good saxophone moments too. And I, I think this might have been present for all of the performances. But in terms of staging, the twinkling lights in the background were especially apparent for this performance, and it was the first time that I noticed them. So I thought that was cool. Um, and the vocal was like silky smooth, very sort of similar in timbre to the the Norway performance. Um, yeah, this was very smooth jazz, um, beautiful perfection. And one thing that was kind of funny was that second that I thought that like I was like, oh, this is starting to drag a little bit, it like concluded. So yeah, I think in that way, it sort of maybe it should have dragged a little bit less if I at one point was thinking that. But at the same time, it kind of ended things when it needed to for me. Yeah, um, this one's kind of cool. I think this was the point that I hit though at which I was like in the depths of my out of my depth that was a horribly constructed <laughs> sentence but like, th like this was the moment in the show where it's like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing I can't differentiate any of these songs um so I really like I think this is okay I think this is good but I kind of was like Ah, what's going okay sure yeah this is okay what so i don't really have that many opinions on this one <laughs> i um love this one nice yeah. yeah uh this i mean you already mentioned the bongos um for some reason the the vibe of this uh jonathan you mentioned earlier a very weird vibe to a song it was like Something to do with like a um, stop motion film. Yeah, um, a song that could be found in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation movie. Yeah, this song reads to me like uh, the last surviving piece of film that's found, or like one of the last surviving pieces of film from the Wally cinematic universe. Like it fits in so perfectly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's um, funny that you bring up film because would you be interested to know that I'd love to that two and a half weeks after the contest, um, Lola was a co-star in a Yugoslav comedy film parodying the public persona of a Yugoslav football player. Oh, cool! That's 
Okay, sure. Neat. Nactor. Anderson. Um, also, I, I don't know if any of you picked up on this, but during the announcing thing, so the artist's name is Lola uh, Novakovich, right? Um, yeah. The announcer said Lola Novakovich. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. That's Lola funny. Easter egg there. Um, as far as I think this song and then Switzerland had the best uh, orchestral, uh, orchestral, orchestral accompaniment. Um, orchestral. Orchestral. Uh, no, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in in Switzerland's case, it was just like very dynamic and engaging. Uh, and in this case, I feel like whoever composed it kind of complemented the intelligence of the listener. They did it like a good <laughs> fusing different styles together in a cohesive manner. Like it was very subtle, but it worked really well. Um, I. I don't know. I don't know how this will rank, but those are my, definitely my two favorites. If we're going strictly on uh, the backing instrumentation. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that um, the juries will see in this song what you see in it, Melon? No. <laughs> oh. I. I don't know. Probably not. Actually, I feel like it could. I feel like it could do well. But this and Switzerland kind of going in the middle, I feel like of the two, Switzerland is going to be lower. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think I agree. Okay. With that agreement, we're moving on to song number 13, which is Ring It In Girl by Ronnie Carroll from the United Kingdom. And before we talk about it, we're going to um, expect controversy corner fjord. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Later in his life, Ronnie Carroll became the leader of the Make Politicians History Party, which was an anti- It was an anti-parliamentary political party in the UK that was active from the 80s until 2009. So it was founded. So when you say anti-parliamentary, do you mean monarchist or is this something else? Um, you know, I don't quite know. Let me fascinating. Didn't really get a good grip on like what this party was, and I think that that is kind of indicative of what this is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it says um, they advocated for the abolition of parliament in favor of devolution to city states and decision making by referendum. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? That's, that's kind of awesome. That's really funny. Yeah, it was founded by this guy named Rainbow George Weiss, who oh, was inspired. Great start. He was inspired to start this political party after a quote extraterrestrial soulmate called Sterling S- Silver contacted him. This just quote. keeps getting better. Um, in the 2001 general elections, Rice, or no, Weiss ran for some seats in Belfast, and some of his campaign promises included renaming the UK and Ireland to the Emerald Rainbow Isles, 
replacing the local currency with the wonder, which would comprise of 100 gasps. 100 gasps? 100 gasps? 100 gasps equals one wonder. Oh, man. fuck the pound. Um, (laughs) And he promised to make all utilities, healthcare, and education completely free and to eliminate all debt. Amazing. Huh. This guy sounds like the dream politician. Well, you, you clearly can't have debt in, in wonder, you know? that. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you cannot have any credit in a wonder-based economy. Yeah, no, of course. They're, um, on, they're, on, the, um, they're on the, debit, on the waterfall standard. Yes. Um, it was kind of weird, though, is that I was like, Oh, like all these frivolous things are like being thrown in with like free healthcare, which is kind of like, yeah. What does that say about free healthcare and how people view it? But anyway, the rainbow economy. (laughs) (laughs) The rainbow economy. I like that a lot, Ellis. Thank you. Someday we'll find the rainbow economy. The socialism, the (laughs) free and me. God, that's uh that's great. Anyway, this song is fucking stupid and I don't like it. What? Wow. Oh. Quite a shift. Um, I was mm. I thought that the lyrics were really annoying and um yeah, no, I said I kinda hate this. Ring a ding bits are annoying. I thought that the melody was kind of pedestrian and irritating. And my last note my last note is I hate straight people. <laughs> I feel like that criticism uh, is, you know, valid but reserved for like a different form than here. Format. Forum? Yeah. No. <laughs> all right, all right. That's funny. I disagree. Um yeah, no, I uh I I disagree with you. I am of the opinion that this is both the best uh United Kingdom entry that we've covered so far. And what? Yeah. the best uh the best ding themed entry. One hundred percent. Um oh. I enjoyed this. Ding a dong. Ding a dong. When you pick a flower. <laughs> okay, I yeah, know that's actually a good point. Um but like I, I thought this was fun. I thought this was enjoyable. I thought this was my favorite song that we've covered as of yet. Um, what? I the he didn't respect the levels, but the I was final shocked. note very well. But I thought the rest of the song was remarkably enjoyable, and I was, I was tapping my toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I liked this one. I thought this was really good. <laughs> I also thought this was really good, but it kind of left me confused. I didn't know if I thought this was good because it's actually a good song or because. It's a song that I'm kind of used to, like with my, you know, cultural upbringing as an American. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I I had a similar thought, but I was I was thinking more along the language lines. But yes. Yeah. This sounds like a holiday song. Like this is the most, <laughs> uh, uh, white Christmas, you know, Perry Como, uh, Bing Crosby song that we've heard so far, um, and. He has this, like, you know, the quote-unquote, like, timeless classic voice. Everything about this song felt so comfortable that it evoked some kind of, like, nostalgia for, 
you know, a time that I've never lived in, of course. Also, I'd like to note that this song is much worse on Spotify. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I can imagine. It's slightly slower, and there's no jingle belling um, in the Spotify. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. Uh, I, feel, I feel like this song had a good effect on me, but I don't know if I can actually chalk that up to the song being good or my history and my experiences. Okay, yeah. Um, this is the best UK entry, you think? I, I loved it the most. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's like yeah. the best UK entry that we've covered. You liked it better than Bonnie Tyler? I did. My... It was more enjoyable. Yes, enjoyable is certainly the word. Yeah, I understand. Um, I will <laughs> also defeated. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought I do that we wanna... were going to crash on this song. I really oh. thought that that was our future, but I guess not. It's no, fine. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I do also want to commend this song for uh, for using the phrase "dating steady," which I thought was in, uh, very 1962, and I enjoyed quite a bit. I hate straight people. <laughs> I thought the lyrics were not good, but like funny, I guess. But not in like a haha, I'm laughing at the song way. Just like a hee hee, this is kind of of the era. Yeah, like Ellis was saying, dating steady. They got married real quick. My God. <laughs> Speaking of the 1960s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess you think this is going to like win or something. You sound so sad. <laughs> you sound so sad. <laughs> oh, it's gonna win or something. That's funny. Sorry to poke fun. Um, no, I, I, um I, I, it, was, it was silly. <laughs> I I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna think this is gonna win, but like low key, kind of maybe, yeah. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> oh. I didn't expect either of you to think that this would win. Okay, oh. interesting though. I mean, oh. Oh, just, I, no, 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 that I, <laughs> I was uh, comprehending sarcasm. Oh. I feel like we're, um, we're <laughs> communication on this entry <laughs> is not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, and how about you? I I don't think this will win, but I think it'll get right up there near the top. Okay. So after the UK, we had song number fourteen, which was "Tibanum" by Camille Feljean from Luxembourg, the host entry. Tu partiras comme on part en vacances Sur les chemins de la liberté Petit bonhomme, ainsi la vie nous met What is not for me? Oh, I Yeah, yeah this isn't, this isn't for anyone <laughs> It was creepy, I don't know yeah, He looks like a vampire <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah. Not in a, like a fun way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my notes read as follows: creepy, don't like the spoken word bits, worst oh, version yeah. of France, bored, too melodramatic, really long last note, 
impressive, I guess. In reference to the long last note, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the spoken word bits in the middle were not good. Um, Because <laughs> they, they, they were spoken word, but they weren't fun spoken word, and they weren't, like, sufficiently weird enough to be like, oh, weird spoken word. Um, And the rest of the song, like, it, they didn't vibe with the rest of the song. The rest of the song wasn't good enough to to like distract me from them this was not good this is um no 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 mercy <laughs> and he like for that last note too it's impressive but it's also like why does he suddenly decide to yeah. <laughs> discover passion right before the song ends like where why could he not have had any of that energy for the rest of this song um that's like oh so we started you how come we decided to try in the last 10 seconds but that was it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like where where was that energy where was that energy when you were doing literally anything else here when you're mumbling into the microphone about your son like <laughs> i don't really get it yeah ellis <laughs> I, I think you said he looked like a vampire i yeah. did not catch that at first i said he looked like the that one dad from modern family the real estate <laughs> guy i think um oh yeah i don't get that reference but i'm sure you're correct i i kind of look like the the dad from the monsters <laughs> that's another reference i don't get we've made i think like feel like we're all missing out on one reference <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh <clears throat> what was i gonna say yes i didn't have as much of a problem with the spoken word wait hello sorry it was one of the references vampire and you were and none of us what no 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 all of us got that one (laughs) okay sorry reference and then we can then my theory will hold um by our powers combined sorry i'm interrupting people i'm tired of the referential humor of one single family guy episode Um, I didn't have as much a problem with the spoken word segments as you two did. I didn't think the song was creepy, I guess. I mean, it, it was, but I didn't think that was very problematic. Um, yeah, no, I, I am with you on that one, but I what I, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, that, yes. This felt like someone kind of compiled segments of other songs. Like, I'm sure they're... I, I, I thought there was going to be some controversy corner in this one about plagiarism because every individual section of the orchestration is straight out of something else that's very popular. Um, there was like, you know, the classic big closer uh, that was textbook. There was the like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, two kind of thing in the verse. Um I everything about about it felt so unoriginal, including his look, which he stole from a dead Transylvanian. Yeah, way to go in. I did pew, not pew, like firing shots. <laughs> Ellis, that's our Ellis. Oh, um, that was. What is going on tonight? I don't know. I'm dying. Um. Do you think this is a zero pointer? Mm, I think this has argue I I would argue that this has the best shot of being a zero pointer of any of the songs this year, even if there are other songs that are worse than it. Um really? just because I feel like all the other ones have like 
okay, maybe not Sweden. Um, but like with, with Austria's in particular, which is the other one that we've really discussed being a zero pointer, like at least that has the advantage of like impressive operatics. And this guy has like a deep, nice voice, but there are multiple other people that have deeper, nicer voices. Um, so like, I don't see, I don't see what this song has over any of the other songs that are like it to possibly push back against the fact that it's not good um so i would not be surprised at all to see this with no uh no point i slightly disagree um i don't think it's i don't know i don't know if it's that bad i just i just think it was unoriginal uh which you know may upset the judges to varying levels or not at all because it's the host entry who knows (laughs) But I like as far as a personal rating, I wouldn't give it any points, but I feel like it does stand a chance because this is one of the this is one of the only songs that is a quote unquote male ballad besides uh, another entry that we have yet to get to that just blows this one out of the water. But in deciding between those in deciding between those two options, I feel like just you know, by chance, maybe someone will vote for this. So, I, I think it has a chance. Yeah, a single solitary chance. <laughs> Just one. Um. All right. So, rounded out the final two, and in the fifteenth slot, we have Italy with the song "Adio Adio" by Claudio Villa. I miei sorrisi e i tuoi si sono spenti Noi camminiamo insieme e siamo soli Ci restano soltanto lunghi silenzi Che voglio And Fun Fact Fjord. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord. This guy shares the record for the most ever San Remo Song Festival wins. Oh, damn. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And for those who are not in the know, the San Remo Song Festival is usually the method that Italy uses to find its Eurovision entrant. It's the contest that Eurovision was based on. Um, and he won in 55, 57, 62, and 67. And his music is featured in the 1996 film Big Night, which was co-directed by Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott. Stanley Tucci! Stanley Tucci! Triumphant return! (laughs) Triumphant return of Stanley Tucci! Yes. Um, This song's really good. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I I wasn't... It took me a bit to get... it It took a bit for me to be sold on this song... But then once I was, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is good. He's really good. He's a a, a good performer. It's a good song. Um, so, yeah, the props props to him. Good performance. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think I I, I understand when you said that it took a little bit for you to get sold on it. I I know what you mean because it was a little bit. It was being very emotive and very vulnerable and very um, expressive, 
it was almost to such an extent that it was kind of comedic and campy. It definitely borders on hammery. Um, yeah, and I think that like once you kind of accept that like that's what this is, then you're in you're in it because this is a really good vocal. The song has good pacing. I think the song's a lot of fun, and he performs the hell out of it. And if you kind of if you like over the top campy performances, then this is for you. And I think it's interesting because performances like this are kind of like um, it's sort of kind of uh, 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 um, it's kind of sort of predicts almost the direction that Eurovision goes in where at least at one point in time Eurovision kind of became this thing where it favored extravagant performances and like very flashy weird campy elements to rely on people to getting getting people to vote for the song so I know this was a super interesting one and it was very fun but my last note actually funnily is listen until the end for this one because it's better and better like you say ellis yeah 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 i'm surprised you're talking about italy right yes i didn't like the song oh my god okay yeah everything everything about this song felt like wading through a swamp like every note was held just slightly too long his singing was just slightly too slow and it's not to say that like oh this is a slow song ergo it's bad but somehow listening through this song felt like a trudge it felt like it kind of stuck to you and weighed you down and not in a not an emotional okay. weight, like a physical weight. It felt uh, sticky. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, uh, there was one point in particular where he did this kind of cool vocal modulation thing, which reminded me a lot of uh, like Mexican music, Mexican vocal stylings. Um, mm. Aside from that, though, I just thought it was. It was not, it was not a good kind of sticky. Yeah. It huh. Was. Maybe that's just me. I mean, clearly it is just me out of the three of us. Um, yeah. I, uh, maybe I'll have to listen to it again. But I remember, I remember thinking immediately that it feels off and then listening through the entire thing um, that it, it not only felt off, but it continued to feel off enough at every point that it stuck with you. And again, not in a good way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I see where you come. I, ugh, I see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Considering this polarizing reaction, how do you think this one will place? Oh, I think this is going to place very well. Um, like I would not be surprised. This is another one where it's like, I think this is a contender. Um, because I thought it was a very good song and I thought it had a lot of elements that Jerry's will like. He's a great singer. It's paced well. So, um, I, I think this is going to do well. I, I think it'll get some points. Um, especially if there's that kind of clout around the singer, like you mentioned, Jonathan, uh, but I don't think it'll do too well. I don't know. Maybe I feel like this is like a midway song. Interesting. All right. So 
We're moving on to the last song of the night. This is song number 16. It's called... That was so abrupt. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, it? sorry. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Huh. Just, it just felt out of nowhere. Never mind. Please continue. <laughs> okay. So, um... I guess I'll ease into it and, um... <laughs> I'll give the listeners whiplash. So, um... I'm so glad that you all said that. And now we're ready to talk about song number 16. I'm sorry, is... I did not mean for this to <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> um, this is uh, Dis Rien by François Dugo from Monaco. Loved it. Yeah, whenever um, everything on this podcast, at least for me, is always in good fun and in jest. Plus, it's not when we're talking about UK song, but um, <laughs> <laughs> or the staging for 2019. Ah, <laughs> don't eat, I? I'm not ready to talk about that again. Um, but I am looking forward to agreeing on how good this song is because I think that we're going oh, to. Oh yeah, so good. So good. The silky smooth voice, but except when it isn't silky smooth, and it's like done intentionally oh, and, it's and really and cool, it's perfect. and it's like, Ugh. whoa, that's the future. This <laughs> is the future. I said that he is the 1960s man of my dreams. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did look very, very suave. He was up there. Yeah. He was in his Sunday best, you know. Yeah. And I said, I got like weird in my notes. I said. He never gets out of control. He is a respectable gentleman who can control his emotions, but also express them just enough when he needs to. Yeah, no, he... The, <laughs> I don't I, know what that really means. I don't know what it means either, but I agree with all of it. Because, like, he is the only one so far to intentionally let some edge into his voice. Mm-hmm. And it's very intentional and very controlled, and yet still gets a little bit of the. And it's really, really good. And it's something that has been very lacking in all of the early contests that we've covered so far. And it's really effective. And even w- and when he's not doing that, his voice is excellent. And the song is excellent. This is good. This is really good. This is a super good song. I don't know yeah. if, uh, Ellis, that thing you mentioned about kind of allowing some of that grit into the voice, into the singing, um, I don't think that's just unique to this kind of era of the contest. I feel like you could take this song and place it in any year and it would still you know, stun the audience. It was so good. Um, it's very true. His voice, you've already touched on it. Uh, my notes said uh, that it sounds like how like a nice oak wood feels. It's not just smooth. It's like there's this kind of depth and beauty to it. Um, oh. And the orchestral arrangement behind him was also interesting and original. It was, this is probably my pick to win. 
Are yours too, Ellis? Sorry, could you repeat that again? Oh, probably my pick to win. I... It, this is my favorite song of the night, I think. And I hope it will win. I don't necessarily know if it's my pick to win, but it should. Hmm. Okay. I mean, what song, even from like a technical standpoint, okay, besides the one that we all hated because it was too technical, <laughs> what song, like from a jurist's standpoint, uh, would beat this one? Maybe Italy. Like, I, I think this is a better song than Italy, and I know that you do, <laughs> but I think may, I, I, Italy possibly. Um, uh, Jonathan, then, you laughed at that. Do you know something about the results that we do not? No, okay. The reason I laughed is because I was looking at um, the, like, uh, score thing that I made, and I realized that it doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. That's why I laughed, because I was like, oh, this doesn't work. But um, sorry, continue with what you were saying. Uh, yes, I think Ellis and I were in agreement that this one is going to place very near the top. If not the top. Yeah, yeah. It's so rich. Right. It's so rich. Rich is <laughs> it, a good descriptor. It really is. Um, and also the instrumental was good. We haven't talked about that. It had like, you brought up the cool um, guitar thing in Switzerland. That This had something similar as well. And also, it had a really good, like, percussive piano riff, which I always love. Mm. This is great. Yeah. So good. It was original. It was fun. It wasn't uh, perhaps offensive like Switzerland may have been. Um, or it was. What way? I don't know. Switzerland's, like, none of the rest of the songs feature guitar in any way. I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like Switzerland's orchestra was too strong for that song and maybe that kind of detracts from it i don't know um this one it was like this perfect interplay and balance between the voice and the instrumentation and it, it was a dance almost like each one was leading the next into the next step it was this is uh i think peak songwriting peak composition for eurovision this is as good as eurovision can get whoa yeah Damn, Skippy. It's a bold claim. I'm not saying it's like the best song in Eurovision, but just as far as, you know, technical musical stylings go, I feel like it's got to be quite impressive. I have to agree. Yeah. All right. So I think that concludes our thoughts on that one, assuming that that's all we have to say. Yeah. All right. So that leaves only two more things to do. And the first is to review the results. Actually, so, going in. Before we do results, I want to really quickly run through the inter the interval act because I watched. Oh, do it! it. Yeah. Um, yes. So I, I I was watching the show and uh, the songs ended. And I was like, I I didn't go in knowing how many songs there were, and so I was like, oh, there might be one more. And then this dude comes out on stage holding like a piece of cardboard, proceeds to fall down the stairs on the stage, and I'm like, oh oh no, this poor man. He's just fallen on, on global television. And then he runs over to the board and attempts to put like a slot for another song on the results board, which is uh, uh, the, 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 the board says 17, Zavata Land. And the host comes over what? and like, come on, no, no, what are you doing? You can't put that up there. You didn't perform. And so he then uh, goes into the orchestra, steals a clarinet, and then does this great bit of like, 
mimed fake performance of a song that I think he's actually playing the instrument, but it was very fun. Um, then like fillets the clarinet. Oh, appears to swallow the clarinet noise gets fixes it somehow pulls an ocarina out of his pocket continues to play along with the orchestra then goes back into the orchestra steals a trumpet does a really good mime bit about trying to get the trumpet off of his fingers because it gets stuck Mm -hmm. um it it was this whole thing was honestly kind of great very entertaining i love watching these old mime performances turns out this dude is named akil zavata um He's a, a French clown who oh. uh, grew, like, grew up with his parents in the circus and then would go on later to own a, uh, a touring circus around France and, oh. and did, a, did a clown mime routine at the Eurovision interval. Dude, uh, talk about Fun Fact Fjord. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That was... Uh, that's big Fun Fact Fjord, yeah. So that's my contribution for research for this podcast. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I very much thank you. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that I thought it was fun. I can't believe Eurovision staged their own like stage rush. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, are we ready to get into the results? Yep, I believe we are. Great. Is everyone looking? Yes. Yes, again. Perfect. All right. So, um, as is tradition, first and last, who do we think? I um, mean, there's four last places, so I'd. That's correct. I think anyone goes. <laughs> I'm gonna guess for the four null points. I'm gonna go Sweden, Luxembourg, um. And then two more songs. <laughs> I'm gonna go Belgium, Spain, Austria, and then the Netherlands because I hated, oh. I hated the Netherlands, and I think we were all in rough agreement about Belgium, Spain, and Austria. Fascinating. Um, cool. And then let's let's just go for Monaco for the win. Okay, yeah, Monaco for the win seems like an easy shot, safe shot. Love it. All right. So our first zero pointer, which actually is the first no point of ever. Oh, wow. Hey. Ne- never before had a song gotten zero points. Big milestone. What a dubious honor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the, <laughs> the first one was Netherlands. Hey, hey. Oh! Worst song of the night, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk, for sure. Right, the second one was. Spain. Oh, okay. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better than that, but not better than that in this voting system. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Third one was Austria. Hey. Nice. What? And <laughs> what's that? Uh, I was saying, I was reacting to Ellis's noise. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I feel like we're all no, I, mean, I feel so. stupid because you just like made like a, a noise, and I was like, "What did you say?" <laughs> sorry. Anyway, well, hey, I got three good. out of the four so far. Yeah. Well, you got four out of four, Belgium. Oh my god! I'm not gonna lie. There are moments, Milan, where I'm like, "Does he look at the results?" Yes. Yeah, Sometimes you're like <laughs> creepily accurate. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, promise, you, I promise last, I do not. Remember like two weeks ago when you were like, I think this Estonia song is going to get 20th place. And we were like, felt like okay, weird, but okay. And then it got 20th song. place. It's like the ideal. I don't know. I already talked about that. <laughs> I understand. Oh. I understand. All right. Um, freeway tie for 10th place. The first song with two points we had. Switzerland. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I wish that were higher, but I guess with such. Yeah, but I mean. That's fine. Who is putting that in their top three? I don't know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you? As long as Yugoslavia is higher, then my prediction still holds. Which <laughs> I guess it does. It. All right. Next song in 10th place we had Norway. Oh, I like that one more. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, that should have done better, I think. But uh, again, I kind of get it because... It's a little hard to work that way and work that into your top three for some people, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. All right, third, tenth place song was Denmark. The Danes. It's funny that this year to get in the top ten, you just had to have like points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's wild. And I'm surprised there's no one pointers on this list. Yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, that's a good spot for Denmark. Yeah, very safe Agreed. song. Yeah, it works there. Great. Ninth place with three points, we had Italy. Oh. Whoa. Okay. I think it, I think that's where it deserves. But I've... I think it's strange that it got that middling because I would have expected it to be either very low or very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Right, two songs tied for seventh, both with four points, which is weird that they have that few points and they're in seventh place. But anyway, <laughs> first one is Sweden. Ugh. That is I know. that is higher. Uh, actually, no. Actually, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that too. I'm I I, I would I would say a sensible sixth too. But yeah, yeah. It's just I me. did not like that song. I don't <laughs> think it deserved that. <laughs> All right. I feel like it's for somewhere seven. in between this four to nine point range between six and seven. Yeah, that's actually a pretty big jump uh, now that you bring it up. Yeah. From 7th to 6th place, it's a 5-point difference, whereas the past couple places have been like 1 or 2 points. But um, yeah, so in 7th place with Sweden, we also had Finland. Oh! Yeah. Finland was way better than Sweden's. Yeah, even though I liked Sweden, like I think that Finland was objectively better. Yeah. Finland should have scored higher for sure. Defo. Yeah. All right, with nine points in the sixth spot, we had Germany. I am now forgetting what Germany's was. Same. Did two for oh, a while. Oh, right. the yeah. not fun nursery rhyme. That seems oh, yeah. that seems too high. That was a little fun. I think you could reasonably swap Finland and Germany here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd I be happy with that. Two. All right, top four with ten points. We had two songs. The first of which is okay. Hey, hey. I'm happy with hey, that. Hey, hey. Best UK entry. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Great people. <laughs> no, right? Um, all right. Uh, fourth place, also with the UK and 10 points, we had Yugoslavia. Hey, yeah. awesome. Sure, I'm down. I am all surprised right. at the remaining three. Yeah, so going into the top three, we have Luxembourg. Uh, uh, mm. Luxembourg. That's a choice. France and Monaco. I France, like... I get, because like they're France. 
you know. Yeah. Hmm. Monaco I get because banger. Luxembourg, though. I would yeah. happily swap out uh, Luxembourg for almost any of the songs beneath Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any, actually any, fully. Yeah, up. anything down to Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ready for third place, 11 points? Yep. It is Luxembourg. Oh, okay. At least it's not. At least it didn't win. Yeah. That's reassuring. Yeah. Did that get yeah, like a home one... court bump, or I don't why know did how it... that would work? I, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. This is one of the ones where I watched it first, then I saw the results, and I was shocked that this got that good. Yeah, I'm very pleased with the top two, though. I must say, I feel like too. France so... is too high, but. I'm very happy about Monaco. Yeah. Sure. Definitely, right. yeah. So, he said, either France or Monaco is the winner. Ready to find out which one it was. Let's go, Monaco. Come on, Monaco. Right. In second place, with 13 points, we had Monaco. We oh. said Monaco too early. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's disappointing. Right. That is disappointing. Right, so, France is the winner. How many points do you think it got? I can't imagine it. So Monica's, Monica's sitting here with 13 points. Monica? <laughs> Monaco. <laughs> I definitely said Monaco. I don't know. <laughs> I, I probably just misheard you, but I heard, I, I heard you say Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoebe's sitting here with... Um, yeah. That's a friend's joke, right? <laughs> yes. Is it? Yeah. I, no. Are I talking Wait. to you guys about Lisa Kudrow? No. Who? Oh no! I was watching Mamma Mia over the weekend. Um, <laughs> She's in Mamma Mia. No, so there was an actor who was in Mamma Mia who was like, old, like a much older person than Lisa Kudrow, and I think like Haley or someone was like, "How do I know her?" And then she looked her up and she was like, "Oh, she was in Friends." And I was like, "Oh yeah, she played Phoebe." And like it was just a joke because obviously she didn't. But then anyway, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, um, I'm going to say France has 17 points. Mm. I'm just trying to consider how... Because it went 3-2-1, right? So there's going to be a lot, of yeah. th- a lot of twos and ones near the bottom. Probably up until like even fourth place. So there might be a lot of threes left. Uh, 19 points? We're both wrong. 26. Oh, dang. Whoa! That's way higher yeah. than... Mo- That's double Monaco. Double the points it in the double second Monaco. place entry. <laughs> Make politicians um, history. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, this is our... That's not right. Yeah, that feels... Detailed voting results. I, like, I didn't Five mind... I didn't... Threes for Monaco. Oh, dang. man. Or for mm. France. Oh, yeah. Sorry for France. I didn't mind that French song, but that is not not twice as good as Monaco's. Both of I mean, according to Monaco's. the juries, it was. Yeah. Both of the... I would have liked Monaco to win, I think. Oh, for sure. I don't I don't think that was a question between France and Monaco. Um But I think France is definitely a second like a close second. Not I don't know how close it is, but definitely a second for me. I would say top five, but that's not really saying much in this contest. Um, right. I'm surprised that both of the four pointers are a one and a three. There's no two twos. Yeah. Anything like that. Sweden. Well, that Sweden got neighbor voted by Denmark. It looks like. 
Um, yeah. But that is interesting. Oh, I like that the UK gave Finland three points. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, UK has good taste. Two points Germany, one point France. I like that. Yeah, there's still no points to Netherlands. There's four Monaco. God, I meant to say Monaco when I said Netherlands. Netherlands is a classy zero points. I am very happy yeah. with that one. Yeah, incredible. Classy. Uh, All right. I wonder so, one of the hmm? twos got a 1-1. One, one. Both of the other ones just had a single two vote. Denmark got a 1-1. One, one. Norway got two from France. And Switzerland got two from Sweden. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Right, so I think that leaves just one more thing to do, and that is to decide the year that we will be covering next week. Oh, All right. You pull on from the, from the Tupperware? Tupperware of Destiny, that's right. The Tupperware is out. That's right. And the year that we will be doing next week is... 1990. Oh, good one. Good pull. I'm I'm very happy with that. I think 62 into 90 is a good, nice, you know, is good. Good transition. I agree. Yes. Good segue. I, I, I think so, too. All right. Exciting. So with that, I think that yeah, is. And I think that we're going to be leaving you guys with this. So what would you like to tell the people, Alice? Um, I would like to tell you that I'm very excited about Little Big coming back for Eurovision 2021. Oh, hey, that was announced. Awesome. Oh, was it? Or was it just that they were submitting songs? They goddamn better. If they don't, we riot. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they're doing it. I, I'm 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 okay with it. The more Little Big that can be injected into oh, no, my I'm... veins is uh, a positive. So. I'm very happy about it, but like I, I could definitely see them because they're like kind of like bigger artists, so I could see them kind of being like not wanting to take the opportunity again. But I'm glad they are. Yeah, it's it's a I think it's a good it's a good stage for them to do their weird little big things. Yeah, and if it prevents Russia from sending like a weird annoying ballad like they do a lot of the time, <laughs> then I'm very happy about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but where can they find us? They, if you enjoyed this show and would like to find us on the social medias, you can do so on Instagram at Eurovision underscore rewind. While you're there, shoot us a DM. Tell us that you disagreed with us or that you did agree with us or something of that ilk, or just say hi. Uh, it's cool. We'll respond. Um, do you also hate ring-a-ding girl? Let us know. You can follow us on Twitter at vocab gumbo, which I really should be using more than I do. Uh, but I don't have the the brains for twitter um nope i i will i will we're gonna get better at twitter ellis we're gonna do that uh as well you can find all these links on our website which is vocabgumbo.com uh if you are not an instagram dm sort of person or you want to do something more formal like there's also a contact form up there that you can just fill out and say hi and tell us your thoughts that way you there you'll also find links to our other shows and you'll also find a link to our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash vocabgumbo pop over there kick us a couple bucks a month and help support the costs of the show uh, that is all of the plugs great i'm jonathan i have been millen and i continue to be ellis and we'll, we'll see, see you next, next time bye guys yeah thank you for listening